stats, booms, busts, sleepers. Listen to Adam and Vincent with Fantasy Pandemic on Monday and Thursday evenings via Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Be sure to follow them on Twitter at Fantasy Pandemic, at Fantasy Cajun, and at FF Little Finger. Uh, welcome to the fourth edition of the Fantasy Pandemic Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Bryce, along with my co-host, Vincent Argrave. Uh, give us a follow, guys, at Fantasy Pandemic. You can follow myself at Fantasy Cajun, and you can follow Vincent at VRGrave. Tonight, we're going to look at uh, quarterbacks tonight and see uh, you know, how the rankings are early on uh, in the fantasy season. Uh, we're going to discuss our top 12 between Vincent and myself. Uh, Vincent, uh, why don't you go ahead and uh, tell us a little bit about your top 12 and how, how does it shape out? All right, good evening, guys, ladies, everyone, all 10 of you. We're moving up. We're in double digits, baby. So... Um, I rank mine. Uh, one thing that I do philosophically, whenever I have always printed my cheat sheets, because this will be my first attempt at ranking, so be generous and gentle. But I like to go by tiers. So I think if I set a draft value for a person in their tier group, I'm okay with the first person or the third person. Obviously, I have personal attachments to each, but I kind of chop up my own cheat sheets and tier it. So go with me there. A couple of these guys you may not agree with. Me and Adam probably have a few disagreements, but Starting at the top, I have Patrick Mahomes, number one, Deshaun, I mean, uh, Lamar Jackson, number two, not Deshaun Jackson. He's uh, no longer plays quarterback or football, maybe. But, um, and that's my first tier. And also in my first tier, I kind of looked at it. I really looked at their points per game, the pieces they have coming back, the scheme that they're in. And Dak Prescott is my third ranked quarterback in that top tier. Um, I think you can maybe make a Mahomes Jackson tier, but want to be bold, uh, and I want to be right. And I think Dak showed at the end of last season when his pieces are healthy and when they're moving the ball, and I think their defense is going to be a little bit worse, I think he's going to stay in that upper echelon, that points per game. He stays healthy. Um, I think that there's a lot of upside with Dak, whether you like the Cowboys or not. Moving down to my second tier, uh, I have a tier four through nine, and it's kind of the – polar opposites so i have russell wilson four um josh allen five kyler murray six breeze at seven brady at eight and ryan at nine um i say polar opposites because you have guys that can run and throw with wilson allen and murray and the reason i have wilson above all those guys is he's proved it um he's been the most consistent he's been safe every year even with no volume which is the biggest um, holdback of Russell Wilson every year is the, surely there's going to be recessions. Surely he's not going to be able to keep it up. Surely there's going to be some sort of, you know, pullback. But every year he gets it done with minimum attempts. Um, and I'm sure we'll drive into the people later. But I think he gives a little bit of running upside. His running numbers have been down the last few years. I think they may go up this year. Um, and Kyler Murray and Josh Allen give you that extra boost, which is why I put them against the slower pocket, traditional old white guys of Breeze, Brady, and Ryan because they're not going to get you the rushing yards. But they do have the players around them that can score a lot of points. So those are my top nine. Um, Ten goes into my tier three, and that's probably where I had the hardest juggling. So I'll kind of hold off right there. I'll let um, see what you think, um, you know, about well, you know, a, where my tiers are and where my guys are at. I'll defend yeah, it to I'm, you I'm, because I think I'm right. <laughs> yeah, um, I really don't have a whole lot of uh, disagreement with your picks or not your picks, your players here in your rankings. I'm not a big tier person. 
Um, it's just not something that really jumps out uh, to me that really I find that assists me when it comes to on draft day. But, uh, you know, off the bat, you know, I like the boldness of Dak Prescott uh, at number three overall. I mean, I think uh, what you said, he's got great potential. Uh, he's got that, you know, just basically entire offense coming back with Zeke Elliott, uh, Michael Gallup, and Amari Cooper. He does lose Jason Witten, but Blake Jarwin steps in, signs, resigns a contract with the Cowboys. Uh, is he ready to step up? I'm not sure. But, you know, Dallas is always going to have a pretty solid offense. And now you have Mike McCarthy over there. Who, who led a pretty high-powered offense in Green Bay until things got a little stale with him and Aaron Rodgers. Uh, so I definitely like that. You know, that's that's going to be a high-flying offense. I think that's a, a division in the NFC, in the NFC East that's a little weak. Then you look over um, to Russell Wilson, you know, Josh Allen. I, I love Josh Allen. Uh, I think Josh Allen is 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 a, you know, top-five quarterback. Uh, I've actually got him ranked six in my rankings. Um, you know, he, You hate him. You hated him. The only reason I hate him because he makes you sweat. You know, if he's he's always playing at twelve o'clock because you know he's playing in Buffalo or he plays in the AFC East. So you know, at from twelve to one thirty, you're just sitting there sweating watching Josh Allen score about eight points, seven points. He throws an interception and he's got some gaudy statistics like oh I don't know eight for twenty one with eighty five yards passing, a touchdown, an interception, and twenty yards rushing. You're just like well. This isn't too good. This is a kind of a rough start. And then all of a sudden, you know, here comes the third and fourth quarter, and here comes Josh Allen deciding to show up and throws up, you know, another touchdown, maybe into a rushing touchdown, maybe 50 yards rushing. And he puts you in that 20 to 25 point category like he did consistently in the 2019 season. You know, going forward, you know, I like your, your rankings of Breeze, Brady, and Ryan. Um, obviously talk about, uh, Matt Stafford 11. I know he, he came on early uh, in the season last year and went down, but I kind of think Matt Stafford's, uh, he, I think he's finished. So I think it's ironic. Um, uh, it's very comparable because I think we feel very similar about a lot of similar people. Um, and I know you're going to go over your rankings in a second, but a little spoiler for the fans right here. So you have Roethlisberger at 11, and I have Stafford at 11. And honestly, I think they're either side of the same coin. And I think depending on if it lands heads or if it lands tails, that guy could be there. And I think it's you probably have faith in Ben and the system, and I'm sure you'll elaborate that. Uh, Stafford did it last year. I think he can do it again. I think Detroit's defense got even worse um, with Darius Slay leaving. So, oh, no doubt. They, you know, they're, they're not going to be able to cover a number one. Stafford's going to have to throw it. There is no real running game, regardless if they want to do it. I'm going to be down on carry on when we get to running backs because of that. Um, they're going to be in shootouts, and Stafford showed he can do it. And I don't think Stafford was getting hammered at the beginning of the season. I think he just, you know, I, I agree with you. It's not going to take much to knock him out. But, Connie, I think it's funny because you have, you know, been in 11. I think it's very similar because I think Stafford's pieces are still very uh, useful, maybe even better than what, you know, Pittsburgh, for example, is offering. So I think um, Kenny G and uh, Marvin Jones and I think Hawkinson gets better and I think the running backs, I think they can score enough points. Uh, Crazy statistic I saw earlier today, Heath Cummins with CBS shared it. Since 2017, Marvin Jones and Odell Beckham's numbers. Now, Beckham's had injuries, but so has Marvin Jones. The yardage and everything is almost identical, but there's about 10 more touchdowns with Marvin Jones. So I think there's a lot of underrated pieces because they're in Detroit. But you know what? 
just like you don't like Josh Allen at the first, you know, half of the game, I think third and fourth quarter almost matter more because if you have a big lead, your guy's getting pulled or he's not throwing it. So give me the dumpster fire sometimes long as they have to sling it. I think Stafford's going to have to sling it. He, I think, has a huge chip on his shoulder. Ben may as well, but I think he's coming in. He was vocal about not wanting to leave Detroit. He wants to win there. That's not going to happen. But I think he can. I, I think he can do it. I'm okay with him at 11 for the upside. And I have him ranked 11. I'll get him in the 13th round. So, oh, true that. No <laughs> doubt about that. You may even get him past that. Um, you know, right. Well, I'm saving over. my kicker and defense. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, you probably could see he may even go undrafted for for all we know. I mean, it's it's certainly possible. I don't think people are always very high on Matt Stafford these days. Uh, no, you know, and I agree. And I, I think I think there's a big range. So I stopped my I stopped right now talking to you about nine because I think when you start at ten, I think you go midway through my. You know, I think the third tier is completely interchangeable. Now you oh, can interchange absolutely. a whole lot in the top, but that third tier is you know. Pick your poison, literally, because yeah, it oh, may yeah. kill you. It's, it's, it's very fluent. Uh, looking uh, over to my rankings, uh, for my top, I'll, I'll go through my top 12, top 10, 11, 12. Uh, I've got Patrick Mahomes at one. Uh, number two, I'll just stop right here. And I've got Kyler Murray at two. And I know you've got Kyler Murray at six. I'll just go out and flat, flat out say it. I'm, I'm a Kyler Murray believer. I'm a Cliff Kingsbury high-flying offense believer, whether – they're down or up. I think they're going to be throwing a lot. I think they're going to be scoring a lot. I have confidence in Kenyon Drake. And then you add DeAndre Hopkins. My goodness. That offense has a lot of potential with Kyler Murray's wheels. I really think he has that chance to, you know, take this his second year into the NFL and really get himself into that upper echelon of quarterbacks, especially from a fantasy standpoint, because he has so much potential, not only with his arm, but with his legs as well. No, no doubt. Um, and I'll bring up something when you go through your rankings here in a second. I think that he has a lot of upside. Um, I watched a lot of Kyler last year as much as I could. You know, I'm a big red zone guy, so they weren't always in the red zone. And speaking of fourth quarter people, Kyler would not give you a stat line that you wanted, and then at the end of the game he would. Um, I think that game script will be in his favor because I think they're going to have to throw it. I think Kingsbury wants to throw it. Um, Hopkins is a huge addition, uh, much more so for Kyler. So I understand the high ranking. Um, I don't agree with that high ranking. Maybe he does. I don't think he has, he may have top two upside, but I don't feel comfortable ranking it as such. I feel, I even feel more comfortable with Josh Allen, for example, because, you know, similar to what I said, you know, previously, he's proven it. He's a big kid. He's going to take the hits and he added Stefan Diggs. Um, I think both of them are going to get better. Kyler's in a, in a vacuum, Kyler's probably already the more polished passer. So if there's upside, Josh Allen's the one that can improve more. <laughs> so, and they were given the pieces around them to do his skill set. So I would go with that upside there. And I think that's what they both are. I feel much safer with Mahomes, much safer with Jackson. Um, Dak, I thought was my reach, but moving on to your rankings, you had Dak at number three too. So yeah. great minds think alike. I've got Tackett Briggs, I believe in that offense, just like I said earlier. You know, I've got Russell Wilson at four, just like you. Uh, you know, I do have Lamar Jackson at five. You not hate to say him. That, not to say that that's a bad ranking. I just – I do think he's going to take a little step back. I think the tape is going to be out on him. And usually this is going to be in his sophomore season. I, I still have questions about his accuracy throwing the football. Uh, you know, I've got Josh Allen six. I've got Drew Brees, Matt Ryan, Tom Brady to follow kind of in the same group you do. Uh, they might be a little shuffled, but they're around that same area. 
uh, you know, the old guys who are, you know, borderline retirement. I think Matt Ryan's got a few more years left in him. Got well, watch you hold it, hold it, hold it, yeah, hold it there before you go to Tim, because right there we have the exact same people nine up in a different order. Um, <laughs> and not by much. I, honestly, the biggest discrepancy that we have in the top nine is Kyler versus Lamar. And, and I don't even know if that's a big discrepancy. I think that's just a rather of, of taste, really. Uh, see, I, I'm, look, Lamar Jackson does two things because he's in Baltimore. There's, it's crab cakes and football. And you know oh, what happens in August? Lord. They run out of crab cakes, <laughs> and he's all football, baby. He eats them all by then. It is time to go. I, nom, 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 nom. That's it. I, it's, that's what Maryland does. I just – I have <laughs> no – I understand that you think he may have a – you're ranking him at the floor. And I mean, there, there's no way. It could he be worse? Obviously, rankings can shuffle around, but I don't even know a circumstance or a situation because where he could lower, you know, some of his efficiency. Like he 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 may not be a polished passer, but he wasn't this year. So it's not something happened and he's going to be worse. He can only be better or the same. And if he is the same, then he's going to be the same running the ball as well. They're going to have to make it up. You know, Roman's not changing the scheme for him. They're going to ride him. I think he gets better as a passer. I think – and, again, he wasn't throwing to these, uh, you know, well-oiled machines. He wasn't throwing to DeAndre Hopkins. He wasn't throwing to Michael Thomas. He was throwing to two rookies and a rookie tight end. I mean, it's I, – I, I think I will take Lamar Jackson. I, I wish every – I hope everybody thinks the way you think because I absolutely will take Lamar Jackson, the fifth quarterback off the board, and I will keep my trophy and I will keep my belt – I won't keep my belt, my trophy because Big Shot has him. Shout out to Big Shot. Well, let me ask but... you this. Let me ask you this. You saw Lamar Jackson play a lot, obviously, last year. Are you worried about um, him not having a good head on his shoulders and getting popped and not getting back up? Uh, no more than I'm worried about any almost anybody else. Because here's the thing: Mahomes got hurt last year, and it was you know it wasn't some giant oop de oop scramble play. I mean. I don't think you can hold Lamar Jackson. And now, he does he run it more? Absolutely. But he's also more protected because a design run, you, you have that element of there should be a gap. You should be able to get down. I mean, Lamar Jackson wasn't taking shot after shot. No, he, he, he absolute- was taking big shot after big shot. And I saw him pop up quick some every, just about every time. And the announcers even made, made a comment about it. He was taking big shot every game. And at some point, he's going to hit a big shot and he's not going to get back up. Or either somebody's well, going to take him out of his legs. He has got to learn how to slide. I, I, I will agree with all of that, but I find it hard when you're comparing – like, if you're comparing Lamar Jackson to Mahomes, Mahomes doesn't get his points off of all running the ball. It's just a little bit of land yap. Like, his, he can sling it all over the place and sit back there and whatever. Dak is not is, – Dak is capable of running, but that's not – that doesn't really elevate his – you know, famous. It elevates his floor a little bit, but it isn't enough to where I account for that verse a Breeze or Brady necessarily. But when you're talking about Josh Allen and Kyler, I don't know how you can say, well, just because they scramble and run, but Lamar Jackson has design runs, so does Josh Allen. But Kyler's all over the field, and he is half the man these guys are, like literally. He is. I just, you're right. And I, I, I just I, – I agree with it in principle, but I don't think it just – oh, well, it only goes for, you know, plan A. I feel more comfortable with a guy who's comfortable running. You know, I, I feel comfortable with Joe Burrow coming in because of when he chooses to run, how he runs. But he's never forced into a situation where he doesn't want to be in it. 
Lamar Jackson running is a scheme run. Like, does it open up that opportunity? Is it going to take a toll on your body? Sure. But I'm ranking for this year. I'm not ranking for dynasty necessarily. That's okay. That's so, okay. And that's where – I guess that's where it goes in. I, I agree with you. Over time, when is that hit going to come? Maybe it comes this year. You know, Brady doesn't run. Took Brady out for a year. Breeze doesn't run. Took him out for six games. So, injury is an option for everybody and a possibility. I am okay with how Lamar Jackson runs. I agree he should – when you get in the open field, don't take the hit if you don't have to take the hit. But the mentality, you, I don't want to take away from him because that's what makes him dangerous. The extra spin move, the extra juke. Can somebody catch up to him? Sure. But, and you can watch the film. You can get the scheme. But when he's in the open field, you can have all the film in the world. Those freaking hips go one way. His feet are going the other. So I'm okay with it. Um, and at this point, you know, we're, we're picking top six. We're arguing. You'll end up – if I end up with – Lamar Jackson, I probably paid more than you paid for Kyle, so you're going to feel better. But at that same token, I'll end up with Josh Allen if the you know the draft falls the same way. So I think we're all going to be ha- we're we're going to be happy in the top six because we have the same ones. Yeah, no doubt about it. You know, uh, looking ahead over uh, uh, to your uh, your rankings over your your tier three. Why don't you uh, why don't you give us your your next top twelve? Maybe dip into that uh, that tier four uh, meaty meaty range yep. of the uh, quarterbacks. So I've done some healthy shuffling here and a, f- a couple of re-ranks and depending on the liquor I was drinking, depending on, you know, what I use. So right now I go 10 to Deshaun Watson, 11 Stafford, 12 Tannehill, 13 Rodgers, 14 Wentz, 15 Bridgewater, 16 um, Daniel Jones, and oh, 17 Roethlisberger, then 18 Mayfield. So Watson, Stafford, Tannehill, Rodgers, Wentz, Bridgewater, then Jones, Roethlisberger, Mayfield. To me, they're all interchangeable. Honestly, I'm closer to moving Baker down one um, because of the scheme. So I know that doesn't really help because once you get down to 18, it's kind of, you know, who cares? Right. Uh, (laughs) You know, I have Deshaun Watson 10. I felt better when I saw how you ranked Watson. Um, Regardless of who he has, he has to throw the ball. He's a talented quarterback. He can run. He'll probably be running for his life. Um, they have to get him help somehow, you know, other than Randall Cobb. I don't know how they're going to do it. I don't know how the draft's going to shake out, but he's going to need more pieces. They had a lot of different free agents floating around that I didn't look at Houston salary cap. I, if they would have made a play on anybody, whether it was Robbie Anderson or, you know, Brashad Perriman, somebody like that, or just another veteran that is healthy enough to show up on Sunday, I would feel better about it. But I think the volume is going to be there. He is the offense and he has two okay tight ends and David Johnson is a receiving back. Duke Johnson is a receiving back. Um, the defense is uh, not close to what it used to be. So I think the volume is going to be there to support it. I mean, and when it was said and done last year, Deshaun Watson was, is, was number two in points per game. Now he had DeAndre Hopkins. So I think that's where that hit is. I mean, it drops you down into that third tier into the double digits. Let me ask you this. Uh, in your, your your tier three here, who has the most potential to make that jump into your your top ten? So, give me one name. If I had to reach, if you know, if somebody has to jump, and if everything stays the way it is exactly right now, all the pieces are in place. We haven't had the rookie draft. Okay, I, yeah. I think I'm I'm going to go in with Bridgewater. I think. Man, we really do think alike. Holy shit. I'm with the pieces. I think there's too many pieces. I think there's 
too the mindset of the coaches is too similar in that Kingsbury, you know, spread it out. But I think in a pro mindset, Kingsbury got a college offense to Arizona and some of the shortcomings were him adjusting to the league. Uh, Joe Brady came from the Saints, brought a pro offense to LSU, and now he's going with Rule over to uh, Carolina. So I think with the addition of Robbie Anderson, because I do think that uh, DJ Moore can be a one. I think he's shown volume-wise to be a one. I think he's a one talent. I think Robbie Anderson is a 1B talent in what he does. He doesn't have the full route tree, but he doesn't necessarily have to need it. Curtis Samuel – they got a whole lot rights there. People that just, you know, pop when they get the ball, but there wasn't enough volume. Um, then you add Christian McCaffrey. Uh, I think Ian Thomas, actually, from one of our listeners, I have received some mess- messages. We didn't talk about Ian Thomas enough. I told him we'll talk about tight end rankings. But I think he is a significant improvement at this point, obviously, in their careers from Olsen as far as, you know, he was restricted because Olsen was getting the time from the um, current regime. I think Ian Thomas adds another addition for Teddy. I hope they let Teddy throw. I hope Teddy is willing to throw. Um, I'm more concerned with Teddy because the offensive line is in shambles. They have lost, I think, three starters, like good starters from their past team. So they I am concerned. Trent Williams in the Trey Turner trade. Okay. Well, I, I, I freely admit, you know, we, we look at the skill guys and I've been moving a whole lot of pieces and we are under quarantine. So, you know, there's only, that's okay. (laughs) Uh, You know, you know, what's incredible is, uh, you know, if you ask me that same question when I'm getting ready to go through my top, you know, next top 10, you know, in between 11 and 20, I would have said Teddy Bridgewater too. Um, You know, that that's, that's incredible. And just for about the same reasons you stated uh, uh, right there. Um, I unfortunately think that I unfortunately think that your other person, would be who I was wrestling with. So I'm interested to see when I'm, I'm going to turn around after you do yours, you can not, you can not choose Bridgewater, but I want to know who else you think. And I think we're going to have the same guy. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you who it is and maybe we do um, going through my 10, 10 to let's go 10 to 10, 20. Uh, I've got Aaron Rodgers at 10. I've got big Ben at 11. I know that's a little high uh, for some people, but I think big Ben's got one more good season left in him. I think Juju is, is a very talented receiver. Um, I just he just has struggled with so much uh, poor quarterback play last year. Um, James Conner was often injured, but you know uh, Jalen Samuels and Benny Snell really uh, really picked up the pace when Conner was out. Uh, you know I have Deshaun Watson at twelve. You have him at ten. You know we kind of think alike right there. Uh, Tannehill at thirteen, Wentz at fourteen, uh, Mayfield at fifteen, Daniel Jones at sixteen, Philip Rivers at seventeen, Teddy Bridgewater at eighteen, uh, the Stash at nineteen, and Matt Stafford at twenty. Um, if, you know, if, if you ask me the same question I asked you, I said, I would have said Bridgewater, but like I said, for content purposes, my other person, I w- I'm going to follow on this one and this may blow some people away. Um, but I think Daniel Jones has oh. the potential, uh, with the talent around him. He, he does have some talent around him. They were just often injured. I do think they're going to take a receiver in the draft coming up. And if you saw some of Daniel Jones' football games last year, he had, say, some monster games. I think he had uh, three games where he had four-plus touchdowns, including, uh, I think, two games with five touchdowns. He also had some games where he disappeared. But I think that was kind of the product of what his team was around him. Uh, You know, Saquon was hurt. Evan Ingram was hurt. Golden Tate was suspended. He was hurt. Sterling Shepard was hurt. Uh, Darius Slayton came on uh, later in the season, really became a favorite target of Daniel Jones. 
And I, I look to see uh, Slayton take that next step along with Jones. You have Saquon Barkley there. I think he's looking for a little redemption after, you know, last season's really probably underperformance in his opinion. Uh, I just think this offense and this division is kind of wide open after Dallas. I think Washington and Philadelphia both have some serious question marks on defense. Uh, that's why I really think Daniel Jones uh, could take that next step. So, in my notes, I'm looking at it right now, I have Daniel Jones could make the biggest jump. And I don't know <laughs> that would be in the top ten. So, I was wrestling with him or Teddy. Um, I think the Robbie News and the coaching staff, I sided with Teddy slightly over Daniel Jones, which sounds like you did as well. So, but I completely agree. Daniel Jones, and I said, I think Darnold in New York the other day, I said that I think pure quarterback, I think Darnold may be better, but he has nothing close to what Daniel Jones has in front of him. No, um, not at all. We did ourselves an injustice the other day uh, when we talked about the NFC where we didn't bring up Slayton because of how much of an impact he made down the stretch last year um, and the connection that him and um, everybody had, whoever it was, but then Daniel Jones specifically when he was in and out for injuries. So I think – Slayton is going, could push that borderline number one threat. I mean, he's a big-bodied guy. He may not get the number one treatment by the defenses, which would be better for him. Um, I think Shepard's a very good receiver, especially even if, he, even if they're both 1Bs, because that may be closer to the analogy. But if Saquon's the number one, if they don't trade Evan Ingram, I do think they have enough pieces. They started beefing up the offensive line a little bit. Um, I, I really think that he could make the biggest jump. Um, Teddy, I think could make the, it, with the pieces around him could be the leap for me. The safest to push up there is Roethlisberger. So I ranked Ben at 17. You have him at 11. And I think that's, you know, you know, we have that Stafford, you have Stafford at 20, you have, and yeah. I had him at 11. So we have just different feelings there, but I think Ben is the safest because he's done it before. You know, the scheme's the same. I just is he capable of doing it? Are the pieces around him still good enough? Because whatever Le'Veon was, is or isn't on and off the field, and whatever Antonio Brown is or isn't in, in the padded room that he's at right now, they are both <laughs> still very skillful players that give a whole lot of yak and they make a whole lot of big plays. Juju is the only one right now that has consistently proven that Connor's not going to make the huge plays. Ebron, Vance, well, Vance might pile drive somebody but then he might you know break a nail the next play so you never know what Vance is going to do but you know he has touchdown pieces that can get down there you know I trust the Pittsburgh receiving uh scouting department more than anybody so I'm assuming there are going to be pieces there if Ben is capable if he's not over the hill um but we saw Eli I mean he's done Rivers is tailing off in a hurry Ben's their age and has essentially more just injury history like he is beaten and bruised you talk about Lamar Jackson Ben is the slow version of that and he's had a whole career of it so that's why I I have been ranked lower because I don't know if he can finish the year and I think that's kind of some of my safer that that goes against the whole Stafford mindset I I get it I'm talking on both sides of my mouth but just the way I have a feeling about it but I completely agree with Daniel Jones I think the pieces are there um the one thing I am worried about, because as you were talking, you said the defenses, Philly's really started adding some pieces to their secondary, and that used to be a just – you, a you shit knew, show. Yeah, and it was receivers field day against Philly, but they've added the pieces. They're going to have a pretty good secondary, but I don't think that matters if you could throw it to Saquon and Evan Ingram. You know, um, yeah. they lost Malcolm Jenkins, so that's another safety. 
not over the top on that tight end. So I think you may lose. I think the wide receivers may disappear, but that's probably Daniel Jones's biggest upside is because he has – you could take away his receivers, which may or may not be uh, the caliber of everybody else around, like, around the league, but he has arguably the best pass-catching running back, maybe other than Christian McCaffrey, and he has a top-five tight end when healthy and fed the ball athletically. So he has a lot of upside. That's why I, I, mean, I ranked him down there because I think they're still the Giants until they prove me otherwise. Um, I just feel safer – you know, with a Brady, with his weapons, Ryan, with his weapons and his history, Jones can make that step. Jones can push up there. Uh, it hurts that he doesn't have that running upside. Um, really, Teddy doesn't either. But, you know, that's kind of why some of those guys like Josh Allen, Murray, um, are ranked higher for me because they have their, their floor is raised so high. I mean, their floor pushes them top 10 regardless of how bad a quarterback they are. No doubt about it. Um, tell you what, uh, give me one name outside of your top 20 that could surprise everybody and finish in the top 12? Outside of my top 20. Well, I think, honestly, that's, I think, an easier question because you took off Minshew, but honestly, I've kind of, I've kind of bring the hype down on Minshew because of the pieces. I'd like to see kind of how the smoke settles. I do think Jay Gruden is a terrible head coach with a terrible injury. I think the trainer in Washington is actually more to blame for his career than anything, but I do think he can call a game. But if I have to have somebody that I feel comfortable with, I'll go with Jimmy G. I have him ranked very low because of how much they run the ball. But if that script flips, they kept a lot of their front seven. I know they lost a couple pieces. I think that they may have – they have enough skilled players everywhere if they do open it up a little bit. I think the skin the, – the scheme may hold it back, but it's it, – losing in the Super Bowl kind of sets a lot of teams back. Look at the Atlanta Falcons. Um, there's a mental hurdle. There's, you did a lot to invest that year. So, uh, schemes change because everybody, again, we keep on saying, you know, you get the film. So everybody's going to catch up with Shanahan at some point. Um, I think he's at a, a competitive division. I think that division is wide open this year, probably more than any year. Cause I think they're all about the same level, especially if Hopkins can bring Arizona up to that tier with yeah, um, the Rams and such. Sense. But I think that if they have to throw it because people score a little bit more on them, Garoppolo is probably the best quarterback with the most skilled people around him in my kind of 19, you know, 27 is my tier four, 19 to 27, you know, there's eight, nine guys. Yeah. And I feel good about him much more so than, well, yeah, I, I'll, I'm going to stay with him. I feel good about him. I have rivers right there. He's my top of the tier four, but I, I don't. I don't know if he has another tank. He's he 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 falls off. I think he's a little bit out of gas. I think this. I don't think the scheme's going to help him. So, if somebody's well, going to go top twelve, it's going to be Jimmy G. Yeah, I, I, you know, with Rivers as well. You know, chasing around nine kids. Uh, yeah, I'm sure that doesn't fucking help either. I think it's um, eleven yeah. or forty-seven or something. He's know. got more kids than Antonio Cromartie, man. That's um, and it's amazing. His wife's a blessed woman. If I had to pick one name outside of my top 20 that I think can make that jump to top 12, uh, you may be a little surprised by this name, but I'm going to say Derek Carr. Um, Derek Carr had uh, a great season a couple seasons ago. Uh, He's shown that ability. He's had some injury issues since then, but I like the pieces that John Gruden is putting around in Las Vegas. Um, I like Hunter Renfro. I like Tyrell Williams. I love Darren Waller. Uh, I like Foster Murrow's coming on. Uh, you've got Josh Jacobs there who's in his second year. 
They've made some good additions to the offensive line. I, I really think they're going to address wide receiver uh, in the draft coming up. Uh, and I'm talking about someone like a Jerry Judy or a CeeDee Lamb. Uh, one of those two I think is going to be there for Oakland when they pick. And you add another one of those pieces uh, along with Derek Carr and some of the talent they're building out there in a division that is you know, fairly open, in my opinion, outside of Kansas City. Uh, they certainly could could rival you know any other team I think out there in the West uh, for for second place, um, but yeah, I, I think Derek Carr really has the potential uh, to take that step if you know if that was a, a deep sleeper that uh, I think could finish in the top twelve. I, I love the aggression. I agree that if they do not add another receiver, I completely am against your take. So yeah, and that's true. that you know. So and again, all of this. Everything that I said is based non non you know draft not included. So, but I, I agree with the premise. If they add another guy, give a true number one. Tyrell Williams is good. He may be the one this year, while the other guy gets to learn, which is better. But the other guy will be the better talent if they address it early, like you're saying. Um, I think a change of scenery, like like you said, they were the second. They they they're fighting for second because they're chasing the champs. But I think that. Gruden did a much better job than people anybody giving him credit for because people saw the hard knocks and you know knocking yeah. with me, you know. So you know it, he he's a meme and you know he's been on TV for so long at Caliendo. I mean, there's so many reasons to that don't involve football to go against Gruden. Um, I think they made a lot of moves. They I think they made the most free agent moves out of anybody. So they're adding veteran pieces. They're trying to win more games this year. They I I, I don't think they're going to win at all. I don't think they think they're there. But they want to go to Vegas. And I think there was a lot of hangover last year that, you know, that feeling we're leaving. It's like the weekend before you leave for a vacation. You're like, yeah, oh, can sucks. we just go? Or, the, you know, the Thursday when you're at school or you're at work and you know you're leaving. Like, that was what this season felt like. And they did a good job of maybe distracting some of it. But some of it had to weigh in. There's going to be excitement. They're going to be in the Death Star. It's going to be freaking, you know, Vegas, baby. So as long as... You know, the clap doesn't pass through the locker room. You know, you don't get people like knees broken because of debt early. I think they got a chance. I think they need the pieces. I'm a, I'm, I'm with you. I, 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 we've never talked about Derek Carr, so it's hilarious because I find myself to be a car defender. You know, when in the streets, been eggs and rocks thrown at me because I feel like he's kind of gotten a bad rap because of that one injury set him back. And then yeah. the Raiders did Raider things. Um, I am concerned about, I'm concerned about the division. So again, I'll talk about how, who, you know, you're going to play without looking at the full schedule. They got to play, uh, the chargers twice. That is freaking brutal. Um, Denver's defense is not what it was when they made the Super Bowl run, but they're still pretty freaking salty. And I think they're going to slow down the game script because of having lock start. And you got to go to arrowhead once, not that you're not going to have to chase points, but the chiefs are two different defenses between Arrowhead and a road game. So oh, that's yeah. that's five games that I'm worried about, Carr. Um, but, I, I, I mean, I like the boldness, and I agree with you. The, I think a lot of the pieces are there. And on offense, they may only be, you know, you know they, and they got Jason Witten. I can't believe you left him out. But, they, <laughs> you know, they got that. You know, he's good for one catch and minus one yards and a touchdown somehow. In those every shit. week. <laughs> so, no, I, I'm with you. Um I think, you know, we talked about our biggest discrepancies. My, one of my things that I highlight looking at yours, you have Rodgers at 10. And to me, that's a name rank because 
I don't feel good at all about having Rodgers against a lot of the people uh, ranked above the people you have him ranked. Because, I mean, like, I feel like me and you are bang, 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 top nine. Like, we'll switch a couple spots. And then to me, you go from Tom Brady to Aaron Rodgers, and from a fantasy perspective, I feel like I'm just nosediving off a cliff. Yeah, I mean, it, I, I guess I, I, I do still have some faith in Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I have faith in Devontae Adams because I think he's a good receiver. I think he's one of the top five receivers in the league. Um, you know, I do like Aaron Jones. Uh, I do think they – I think they will address receiver. Um, and I'm not talking about Devin Funches either because that does nothing for me. I think he um, just replaced Jimmy Graham, right? He's a tight end now. He's, you know, he's, he's full-sized. I guess so. I'm, I'm, I don't even know how that guy's still in the league, to be honest with you. Um, but, you know, uh, I mean, you haven't ranked at 13, so it's not like we're that far off. Uh, no, know, but I feel dirty. I feel like I when I ranked him, I felt uh, name bias even ranking him there. And I tried to rank him based off, based off positions. Honestly, looking at now, I probably – I would probably push Bridgewater and Jones. I'd almost like cut a tier somewhere in there somehow. Um, so you're right. We're not far apart. Um, I just, I like, I, I just wish any of the, I, I think the biggest problem I have with that whole gap are the pieces. Like the tier three is, are they still capable of doing it? You know, Roethlisberger, Watson, Baker, Bridgewater, like can Bridgewater make the jump? Can Baker make the jump? Can Ben and Watson repeat? Can Stafford do it? And then there's the guys where it's like, they don't have any pieces around them. Like, it's just Wentz and Rodgers, I think, are good quarterbacks that just don't have the tools around them to, like, right. achieve. It's just – or right. the scheme – Rodgers falls into double. He doesn't have the pieces, and he doesn't have the scheme. And that's where Aaron Rodgers used to be elite. And I do think Aaron Rodgers is an elite talent, an elite quarterback. Aaron Rodgers is not an elite fantasy quarterback, and I don't feel comfortable with him in my top ten. Yeah, I mean it's it, it's tough. I, I agree with you. Uh, I guess you just kind of you just kind of go off the years where he had with Mike McCarthy, where he was just setting the world on fire year after year, and you know he was a guaranteed top five play. But you know times have changed, things have changed. So <clears throat> excuse me, uh, we'll see what happens. But uh, you know that that's all the time we got for tonight. Uh, I appreciate everyone uh, giving us a follow on Twitter at Fantasy Pandemic. I uh, hope you enjoyed the, the ranking show for the quarterbacks. Uh, we'll be back on Monday, Monday night, and we'll be starting to discuss our running back rankings. We're going to go through our top 24 on Monday. Uh, thanks again, guys. I appreciate y'all listening and uh, give us a follow. Have a good night, guys. Appreciate everything.